Hi everyone and welcome to Unleashed with Kimberly, a conversation for insight and intelligence. I am super excited. We are still continuing this wonderful conversation with the amazing ladies from my Unleash Your God Inner Goddess interview series. And today I'm talking with Amy Lancy. Amy, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So because I, I don't inter, introduce you with all your amazing background information, share a bit about what you do. So um, I'm the founder and owner of Oakwood Enterprises, and I'm a copywriter and marketing consultant. I help business owners create their online content that is shown on their website or social media uh, so that their audience can fully know what they do. Um, and it's done in a way that speaks their language. You know, like sometimes we say things and we think it makes sense to the people we're trying to reach and it doesn't really quite make sense in reality because there's sometimes a disconnect and that's okay, but your audience is the language. So, so that's what I help my clients with. I help them with the messaging. I help them with creating the content and I help them with even strategy because I can't create content like yeah it's it's funny even you know as you're saying that I'm thinking even in daily conversation people have that same issue <laughs> you're trying to say one thing and it's not coming out the right way <laughs> you know, so it's, I was gonna say I'm a natural mediator so naturally you know even when I'm not working I have open conversations and I'll jump in and I'll say I think that person really meant this. And I, oh, and the person will be like, thank you for interjecting, Amy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's so important to get your message the way it needs to be heard versus what you think it should say. Because there's a huge difference in that. There really is. It really is. Because when you think about it, you know, you're an expert in something. And chances are you're helping the, the audience who is possibly a few steps behind you, probably a few steps behind you at least. And you, when you were back, when you were them, you were speaking a whole other language versus what you're doing now. You know, you had to learn all these things and then came to all these terms that made sense, that were relevant, I can discover them. But, you know, before you know it, you're speaking a whole other language now and then you're looking at your audience who was you know back where you used to be and you know it's they're just using different words so it's an interesting uh look at i don't want to say humanity but it's an interesting way to view people i don't want to call it people watching either people observing people observing but, <laughs> but yeah you know though i'm gonna call that wisdom right there because yeah. what you said about um the language that you're speaking back where you're started where you started is really your audience that you're trying to reach and you made such a valid point right there about you need to still speak that same language not the language that you know and have learned at this moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very good point i love that thank you so what got you into being a copywriter and doing all of this with business owners. Um, so about six years ago, I had gone through my own health journey. And because I had gone through my own health journey, I thought, hey, I'm going to be a health coach because that was, that's what made sense. So I, I went to school, got my health coaching certification. And the thing is, they teach you how to be a great coach they teach you about nutrition which is awesome they did not really teach me about what it was to run a business because that's a whole other discipline and that's a whole other set of hats so here I am you know a new mom trying to figure out how to run this business and I went to a couple different group programs to learn things like what is marketing you know how do you run an online business and along the way uh, I learned about copywriting, and that was something that I just had a natural knack for right off the bat because I'm I've written so many things in the past, like you know my own journal, my own journaling. I've published and 
couple different things. So I, I, I'm a natural writer. And, um, and so when it came to copywriting, they just, how it was explained to me was, oh, you just write like you speak. I was like, okay, everyone can do that. And then, um, then I learned not everyone can do that. But, uh, but before I really jumped into my business as a copywriter, um, I was still holding on to the dream of being a health coach. I was still holding on. And I got a business coach and she was you know, helping me grow but there was still no traction. There was no money, no money coming in. And one day I was just so emotional in the car. I was on the phone with her, oh, a Zoom call. And she said, hey, Amy, when your friends and family ask you for help, what do you, they ask you for help in? And I said, writing without even thinking about it. And <laughs> she was floored. And she was like, so, We've been working together for eight months, and you made no mention whatsoever that you are a writer. And I said, well, you know, um, <laughs> it just never came up in conversation. So she said, well, I am going to challenge you to switch your business over to copywriting. Would that be okay with you? And I said, okay. So... I changed over my website. I changed over my business cards. I did all of this, you know, rebranding on my own because uh, I had no money. <laughs> so I did this all on my own. And about a week later, I got my first two paying clients, and I knew that that was um, that was the universe's way of saying go that way. And um, and along the way, as I've been a copywriter and marketing consultant. I, ha I uncovered it, some gifts of mine um, that have always been there, even way before I was a copywriter, and that was to pull people's stories out of them. You know, I can have I could talk to a stranger for 20 minutes and they tell me their life story, and that came in handy as I interviewed and I worked with my clients who needed a bio section for their website. So little did I know is that you know, becoming a copywriter and marketing consultant was something that was so aligned with my gifts, I didn't even realize it. And I'm pretty sure that that's why I was able to finally get paying clients after struggling with being a health coach for a couple years. So that, my friends, is how I got to be where I'm at right now. I love it. It's interesting how everything evolves. Yes. especially in business because you have this idea of what you think you're going to do, where you're going to head, you know, this path you're going down and then you're like, "Woo, 180 and it's a completely different path and you're like, "Oh, well, but now you're sitting in this position where it makes sense, it flows easy, the business part of it to have that kind of business is easier." And it just, it's in alignment and it makes sense. Yeah. It's so interesting how one change, granted this was a huge change, but one huge change can just set off a, a list of events that not only uncover things about you professionally, but uncover things about you personally. Um, I call that the gold in your story. Um, when it comes to your own story, you know, we think about the good and the bad. And I honestly think there's something way underneath there called gold. Um, that's like, oh, like this terrible thing happened or this really great thing happened. But there was a really deep hidden truth that I didn't see until I looked at it five times uh, later. It's like watching a movie. <laughs> and every time you watch a movie, there's something new you just you discover yeah, yeah. I think there's something new there's always something new so that's what I mean the golden in your story and the, my life is a testament of man you go down this path and then you think it just goes forward but then you look backwards and then there's other things to add to that and that's going into the future as well as the past and the present <laughs> it's kind of crazy yeah. And it just falls in alignment, though. I, you know, it's funny. You're going down the path of being a health coach, and what you're doing now is so different. And what I like about 
you pointing that out is it gives other people permission to go, oh, okay, I can switch gears. I can change paths and step into alignment of what I'm meant to do and, and, and want to do. Exactly. And I think that probably a lot of people are asking themselves that, that question right now. Uh, with oh, yeah. you know, COVID, there's been businesses that have done better than ever, and there's also businesses that are closing. And, you know, it's caused a lot of people to pivot. And sometimes when we are forced to pivot, we're like, no, but the dream was this. And I'm not saying you can't have the dream. You can still have the dream, but maybe there's a different pathway to get to the dream um, that you just never, ever anticipated. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that you're, when you share that story, it allows people to know that they can do the same thing. There's so much power in that because we feel like, you know, we've spent all this money like you did with a coach and programs and all this stuff, trying to be one one type of a coach. And people get wrapped up into that and they don't want to let go because they just know it's gonna work, it's gotta work, that it has to work, you know, and then and then to go, okay, wait a minute, maybe you can still take what you learned and implement that into your new business or your, the next thing that you want to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, during that time when I was a health coach and then, you know, learned a bit more as time went on. And even, you know, now I'm, I'm still learning things about copywriting and incorporating that into what I do with clients uh, and then putting my own spin on it. So, you know, we're always learning and, I, how I always think of it is there's never a, a lost experience. No experience was ever lost. No time was ever wasted. Um, it was just like, well, uh, I had to go do that work. I had to go through that journey. And now um, I'm going to take everything I learned from that. And I'm going to bring it to this moment. I'm going to bring it to the future and, you know, just see where it takes me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It, and and you're right everything is it's it's a lesson everything is and it's not a wasted if you take that as a lesson and and use it in your future mm -hmm. even if it becomes a story that you get to share with somebody that helps them exactly exactly i uh, there was a meme online i saw a while ago and i thought it made so much sense the meme said um if we all looked at mistakes, instead of looking at things, instead of looking at mistakes as mistakes, if we saw mistakes as, you know, oh, we tested this out and it didn't work, then it's way more forgiving on ourselves. And then it's easier to get over like, oh, okay, I can just move on because that didn't work. And then I'm going to try something else and see if that works. <laughs> and you're stepping in a power position when you do that because you're, you're, you know, it goes back to you're in control, you're giving yourself permission, which is hard to do as well. And okay, I, that didn't work out, but I can take what I learned from that and move forward. Yes. One step yes. in front of the other. <laughs> exactly. Makes a big difference. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard to sometimes face it. Sometimes it feels embarrassing and sometimes it feels so humiliating, humiliating, depending on the situation, or it feels like, oh no, I just let myself down. Like, well, okay, you know, we tried it. We're gonna go forward. You know, close up whatever we need to close up, and then keep going. I think that's the thing is, um, self forgiveness is is definitely a skill that we as adults have to relearn. Um, you know, because I think. I, I honestly believe that we as kids, we have it. And then as we grow older, somehow we lose it. But then, but then now is a whole other journey to regain that. So mm -hmm. <laughs> open another can of worms, Kimberly, but So I've seen you in person work your magic and I call it magic because it's really brilliant in what you do how would you explain what that is that you're doing when somebody tells you what they need to say and you're 
doing your little magic where you're like translation and then it comes out and it sounds amazing. How would you say that is, what, what are you doing exactly? Okay, so um, what Kimberly is referring to is sometimes when I present, I do this one exercise that is now is my signature workshop exercise and I call it the, um, the gift exercise. And what I do is I get people in a circle or in a row and by this point, usually the people have had a chance to talk to each other, get to know one another. And I pick one person at a time and I say, hey, who did you talk to? And then they'll, talk, well, they'll point to one person and I'll say, okay, so from what you talked about with that person, from your first impression of that, of that person, what do you think that person's gift is? And that person that I called on will say, okay, let's say I called on Alice and Alice talked to Karen. So Alice will say, well, Karen's gift is uh, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, while I could allow that answer to sit still, usually people have a hard time articulating what it is that is someone's gift because it's, you know, something very deep and very special and they want to make sure they don't miss out on anything. So they'll say it and then I'll, I'll look to um, Alice, who's the original person, and I'll say, hey, Al, uh, um, sorry, I'll look at Karen, who is, you know, the person that Alice is speaking about. And I'll say, hey, Karen, so Alice is basically saying that your gift is compassion. You know, I'll, I'll basically say everything that Alice, that <laughs> Alice talked about um, for like a minute and then be able to get it down in one statement. So Kimberly's original question to me was, what is going on in my head? when I'm listening to someone talk and talk and talk for about, you know, for a while, and then be able to condense it down, you know, right afterwards. I, I think what's really happening is because I'm the kind of person that has a very scientific mind and a very creative mind is uh, the creative mind <clears throat> will listen to the person, the first person, and I'll take in all those words, and it's that love of, hearing all these words that that's what that creative side is reaching out to and then you know as it, as all that's coming into my brain it's going it's traveling to the scientific side I don't know if I'm getting the right side of the brain going but basically you know the creative side is is handing it over to the scientific side and the scientific side is like okay well you know there's this and this and this okay that's a filler word that's a filler word okay like we're, we're getting the gist of it uh we're understanding the emotions under it and then there's my intuition bubbling up saying okay i feel this you know this is how she felt this is um this is what she's trying to convey and so then by the time it comes out of my mouth <laughs> then it's uh, a condensed format but usually it captures the spirit of what was originally said so i i look at it as my brain is kind of um a word factory, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so that's what's really going on when I'm con condensing people's ideas and thoughts and words. Uh, I think that's just how my brain naturally works. I love oh, all of what you just said. You know, but it's, it's fascinating because like you said, you're taking that creative part of you is listening to what's being said and you're picking out the filler words and stuff like that and, and shortening down and condensing what their message truly is. And you're using your intuitiveness to pull out that the special meaning of what they're trying to say. And then that scientific part of your brain is going, okay, and this is how I need to make it make sense. Yeah. And yes. it's, it really is magic. It, it's really cool to watch <laughs> when you're in a room to do that. And yeah, well, it's, it's certainly one of your gifts and you're very brilliant in that. And I think it's important too for people to go, okay, you know, if, if you're not reaching your ideal audience or you're not reaching you know, who, who it is you're meant to, or like you, what you said earlier, you're still, you're talking how you are today and not who you're trying to reach in your audience. Mm -hmm. Having somebody like you come in and help them really um, refine their message mm -hmm. 
makes a whole makes a huge difference. Yeah, and sometimes refining that message means it's the difference between nobody hearing you versus oh my god, people are reading things and they're paying attention and they want to follow my list or they want to subscribe to this, they want to buy this. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's such a small change and um it can make a world of difference you know if the messaging was just clearer sometimes mm -hmm. what i do with clients depending on who they are and their particular situation i'm having to translate what it is that they're trying to to convey and then we and then we have to build the message around that you know sometimes i could just build a message based on what i hear and it's just a change of wording but a lot of times I'm looking at somebody and I realize, oh, I have to translate this for myself because I may not understand it right off the bat because it's not my expertise. And then I got to look at their audience like, oh, so their audience is blank. So they're probably saying that. So for instance, if I was a financial planner, right, and, I, and the financial planner, who is me, is coming to someone like me, you know, <clears throat> you know if I'm saying, uh, these big financial planning terms such as 401k or investments um, my audience may know that but, and they may know the importance of it kind of but if it's really dry language that is not that interesting um, especially when the audience is say um, uh, blue-collar pre-retirees uh, you know, who are not financial planners and speaking like a financial planner to them is not necessarily going to turn the tides because they're not going to understand what you're saying and if they don't understand what you're saying and they don't understand why they need it. So, so then when I come in, I'm like, okay, so what is it that you really want to convey? Okay, so your audience is this? Okay, they're, at, they're probably saying it like this. So let's say it like this. <laughs> and see what happens so so yeah it's it, it, it's a it's a process and um, and I, it's a skill I really love utilizing and practicing and executing um, and I, I can see how much of a difference it makes on my clients faces when they're like oh my gosh what am I trying to say <laughs> thank you yeah it, and I also want to point out that you can help any industry. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. the, you're not limited by it's not just coaches or financial planners or whatever. You literally can change the, the conversation within any industry. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had clients who are authors, coaches, and speakers. I have clients who are financial planners. I've had clients who are insurance people. I've had clients who are woo-woo energetic healers. So I, I have a, and I, I have a one corporate client right now too, who is um, a retail chain. So it, <laughs> I, can, I can literally help a lot of different people in different industries. And it's simply from the standpoint of what is it really that you're trying to convey who you're trying to convey it to, and how do we get that message from here to there? So, <clears throat> so yeah, and, and I think anyone in business has that issue or is having to wonder about um, how do we overcome this or how do we continuously uh, evolve this strategy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, even restaurants. I mean, you think food, it's a no-brainer, but really, it's still messaging, it's still branding, and it's still calling out to that client audience. It, it, mm -hmm. it really is, it really is, yeah. Um, I, I, I even thought about it, thinking how restaurants, people think, okay, I just take a picture of a dish uh, and then put it online, but <clears throat> that may just be, oh, that looks pretty, I'm gonna put that on my Pinterest board, versus distinct message. And, and that's what grabs people. Exactly. And I I've had clients who feel like the more words, the better. And I, I end up having to cut things down even because I'm looking at it thinking, wow, this is overwhelming me. Chances are it's overwhelming anyone else who's coming across a website or whatever marketing material this is. 
And, and so it's more about quality over quantity when it comes to words. Um, and when you look at the quality of the words, you know, are they getting straight to the point? Are they honoring you? Are they honoring the audience? Um, does it get straight through what the, um, what the end goal is, which is like, please come see our restaurant uh, or please try our product? So yes, it is absolutely about uh, the messaging and it's about just, you know, the clear communication of what is it that you offer and what is the benefit of it. Yeah, for sure. How would you suggest for someone to make that decision to hire someone with your talents? Like what is that? Obviously a lack of business would be one, but if they really think that their message is fairly good and they are getting clients, what what would you recommend them in, in, in reason to hire you? What How can you help somebody in that position? Oh, for like their message is getting clients. Um, so I have had clients that um, did pretty well with referrals um, and did not get too much in the online space. And when it came to, you know, such as now COVID or when it just comes to having to figure out the virtual platform, you know, the, the referrals, they, they're great. They're awesome. You're always going to need referrals. But when it comes to expanding your business and when it comes to, you know, having a, a greater reach um, and looking at your your social media and your website as your online store as an extension of you that never goes to sleep <laughs> that could potentially be spreading your message um, when you're playing with your kids or when you are resting um, then you know you're I, I say you're leaving money on the table if you're not even considering that so mm -hmm. I think that you know also there are some people who um, I know my, I know I'm not cheap. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that I know I'm not cheap. And when I give them my prices, I know usually they'll either say yes if they're ready, or if they say no, they'll try it on their own. And the thing is that they're already bouncing so many hats, and it's not their expertise that when it comes to tackling it on their own, they don't have, they have very little time. Then I am sure if it's any better. Um, and now they're stressed out because now they're adding this to all their other duties and tasks and responsibilities because you know yeah. you're wearing all these different hats <laughs> yeah that's a good point you're 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 making about especially as entrepreneurs we wear many hats anyway especially when you start starting out your business and you you're you are everything to the business and yes. realizing that you can't do everything and you're not an expert in everything in order to run your business, <laughs> that it's good to hand that off and say, okay, I need this from you and I need this from you. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I've had to do that myself, not for my writing, but for um, like my bookkeeping. It was like, I was doing my own books and I was falling behind and I don't even know if I was really doing it right. And then I finally hired my friend to do my bookkeeping and it felt so much better and there's a part of me that was like well but then that's less revenue for me but my revenue went up because I was paying him to do that other stuff and I didn't have to worry about that so then I could worry I could work on the other things that made money like yeah <laughs> and marketing and or I right. had to do my website when I had to overhaul it because I knew my website would take me at least 10 plus hours and I didn't have that time so I was like please please do my website. I don't, I don't have the time. And somehow, um, you know, when you're, you're trying to offload duties, you know, it, it may seem like the money isn't there or there'll be less money and there's a fear of that. But when you actually hand it off to other people, it, it can yield more revenue. And it did for myself uh, because yeah, like I said, like you have other people are taking on the things you don't want to take on and then you can take on the things you want to take on, which is to be the face. Of your business yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it gives you the time to be in your business and and doing what 
the, doing what you want to do, which is the why of what you're doing versus spinning your wheels and trying to do everything wearing all those hats. Yes. But, but at the same time, if you are at that beginning stage, you know, we understand we've all been there. Yeah. We still wear a lot of hats and it's okay. You know, yeah. when you're ready to take that step, make that, make that next step. Exactly. I, mean, I, I, I remember those days when there was no money or barely any money coming in and it was hard to even, even consider paying for help because you know, how can you pay for help when you have no money? <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, no, we totally, under, I totally understand when you don't even have the money and the funds. Um, and what I was talking about with delegating, that comes more, you know, when you've been in business for at least a year and there's, there is, uh, you know, somewhat consistent money coming in. But when you're at the very beginning, um, I would totally suggest that, um, you know, you think about, okay, what's going to make me money first? And you focus on those activities first. So that way you build up the cash and you can delegate other things. So, um, I know that seems a little backwards for some people. Like I got to get the website up and everything. And I totally recognize you got to get the website up and running. But if you're at the point of, Oh no, like I need more help, but I, I don't have any money for a team. It's like, okay, well, what will make you money now? Like, <laughs> which is, uh, going to your network and, and making those calls like, hey, do you need this? Hey, do you need this? Hey, do you need this? Like, I'm <laughs> checking to see if anyone yeah. needs any money right now, has, has any money to pay for my services right now. So, so yeah, I mean, my heart totally goes out to the one, to the people who are still at the very beginning and have a hard time uh, justifying the expense at the moment. But when you are in business after a certain time, and there is consistent money. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but if you have some consistent money, put put some money aside for some. I, I call them team members, but team team members, subcontractors, because um, it will be so worth it, <laughs> and it will help your bottom line. Definitely, like Definitely add your, to your team, and I will, <laughs> it will help your bottom line. <laughs> yeah, it, it you know it's. It and it's funny, depending on who you talk to, some say, oh, you have to have a website, you have to have all these things implemented before you start, and then others are like, no, you don't, you don't need a website, you don't need this, you don't need that. My suggestion to people that get all that overwhelming information that doesn't line up, do what feels right for you. Absolutely. And if you feel you need a website, it doesn't have to be a major, fully, yeah. beautifully yeah. done website. You can just create a landing page yeah. so you feel like you have something where people can go to. It, you know, it gives you a little bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, just help. What was that? Flexibility. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it, you can do the little steps to help you feel like you are, you know, ready and prepared. And then you can implement and, you know, delegate those out later on, like you were saying, when you have consistent money coming in to build your website up and to do all those other things. So I think that's a great point. I agree. Your standpoint that do what feels right for you um done is better than perfect basically it doesn't mean you get everything done and it, <laughs> but it just it means that you know okay if your idea is to just do in-person interactions and just focus on that but if you if you want to focus on both in-person and virtual you know do what kimberly suggested just get a landing page it doesn't have to be that pretty and it doesn't have to have everything on there it just needs to have enough for people know who you are what they can hire you yeah. for products they can buy from you and yeah. you know it's not a way of keeping track of them like can they opt into your list or can they buy this thing straight from your website you know like just something or just can they email you can they email you straight from the website and you take yeah. it from there you know and that's fine and that's totally fine too it doesn't have to be you know this elaborate website and I know business owners that have been in business for many years and as they've evolved, their websites have evolved. And you can go back and look at the different ones and go, you can tell <laughs> they're 
<laughs> their growth, <laughs> how they've expanded. But that first website or landing page was perfect. It was enough at the time. And so it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be elaborate. And like you said, it can just be a little blurb about you, what you sell, how they can reach you and how they can buy your program or product. And it can be really that simple. And it yeah. gives you a little bit of credibility because nowadays people do go and check websites. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I do see some people who say, oh, you don't really need a website, you just need social media. And I do have to say one thing about that is, well, you know, if you're only posting on Facebook and Instagram and that's where all your business stuff is, just keep in mind that those platforms are owned by somebody else, a whole other business. And if that business goes down, then um, then you lost all your posts, you lost all your followers because they were connected to this one platform, only this one platform as opposed to getting on your email list or, you know, having a website where they can find you. So I say, you know what, um, you know, don't, uh, I would, for me, I would personally recommend, you know, you still do social media, but, you know, have a one page or website. So at least people can find you if something happens to those platforms. That's all I have to say about that particular aspect of, of yeah. uh, marketing and they're free you can have a totally free one it's yes absolutely okay mm -hmm. and then when you're ready again you take that next step do what's right for you in the moment and then you can grow and it can grow with you and I think that's such good advice yes for business you know don't go into debt before you can make any money <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Like, <laughs> That's <what> business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you gotta have business to keep you know keep the business running, and then invest into the business. And yeah, so it's uh you know I and I I I agree that there are investments you need to make in business, but definitely you know go with what's gonna you know allow you to go to sleep at night. You know I never want anyone to feel like okay I gotta take out a loan to hire Amy. <laughs> It's like, no, wait, 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 wait a second. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's figure yeah. this out. I, and that's why I've had to break up payments sometimes for clients who need just, you know, I'll put down half now and I'll put down the other half later. It's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, for people who are watching, asking whoever you're looking to hire if they have payment programs or, you know, obviously everybody loves to take the full payment, but we also have all been there and understand that payments are sometimes necessary to help you get to that next level. And oftentimes, most people that I know are willing to do that. Yeah. And I, and I um, well, now that I think about it, because, of, because my work is a heavy deliverable it is just standard for me to ask my clients, please put 50% down now and then give me the other 50% when we're done, just because it is a heavy deliverable to um, to create. So okay. then that makes me feel better and then less overwhelmed. But there have been other times when I've had to separate that into my 33, 33%, 33% because it, it money can be tight sometimes, but they know that the investment, um, is worth it to them uh, for the long run of their business. So, then uh, I, I totally understand. Like, okay, well, let me help you now, and let's make this easier for you now in this way. Uh, so that way, you can kind of keep up with the payments, and you know your cash flow doesn't get compromised in this entire right. project. So, right. Explain yeah. to people what a heavy deliverable is. So uh, a heavy deliverable, what I mean is, um, so for me, um, I people hire me to create the content for the website. So the written words on their website, and that's the copy. And so it's not like, hey, I get on a phone call with them and I can deliver that 24 hours later. It's like, okay, well, depending on how much work is needed, uh, it could take me seven seven days to 14 days uh, to create the first draft of a whole entire website. 
And after that, then I send it to my clients and they had three rounds of revi revisions and then it's finally done. And so when I mean a heavy deliverable as in I need to deliver this huge project back to you because you trusted me, you gave me your money and I am intent on giving you the, what you paid for. And so, and so, um, creating that website copy, I love it, but it is, uh, it is a lot of work to, to create because I'm literally customizing, creating that for the person and, yeah. uh, and having to go through my own processes on my end and then finally give you something tangible. I, I say tangible. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's an electronic document, but you know, it's, it's a tangible, um, mm -hmm product I'm giving you at the end but I wanted you to make the dis I wanted you to clarify what that was because it's it's the time energy and your process of what you do in order to deliver that service so I wanted that distinction made how would you how would you uh, recommend people that aren't quite at that point to hire you, but don't want to miss out on opportunity in business. How, what can they do at this moment to get them to the point where they could actually hire you to change their business? Got it. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to recommend a couple of methods that I'm just going to tell your viewers for free because they can do this um, on their own, uh, and, and it, it can make a world of difference. So. I would say if you're going to tackle your own messaging, bootleg it so that way you can be ready for me. <laughs> so I would say set, set aside some time, get your notebook, and write down the question, what problem do I solve? And when you write down that question, I want you to think about, you know, who is your audience and what problem are they having? Like don't don't start saying I help them with blank because that's a solution. We just want to get to what the problem actually is. Um, so, so for instance, when I was a health coach, you know, I helped moms lose weight, and the problem that I helped them solve was, um, you know, these moms they were not feeling like they were taking care of themselves, and they never lost the baby weight, and um, the baby weight was a representation of them not taking care of themselves. So they just want to do something for them. So, um, so that, that's an example of, okay, I'm really getting down to what is the problem that my audience is having, the problem that's keeping them up at night, and it's a problem that I can solve. So I would say, you know, write that down in a notebook so, um, and figure out what is that problem because once you understand what that problem is as opposed to what the solution you offer, that makes it way easier to figure out how do I explain that to people. And then the other method I would say it's something I call copy mining. So this was developed by Joe Copy Hackers. And so what you do is you think about your ideal client. You think about what he or she what, uh, reads. What kind of books are they reading to uh, figure out the problem that they're uh, struggling with? And, when you, and then you look at those books on Amazon. Don't look at the book description, though. Scroll down to the book reviews and look at what are people saying about the book. How did the book help solve their problem? And when you look at those words, those are the same words your audience is saying. And that's what copy mining is called because you're mining for copy right then and there. It's free on the internet. It's all over the place. And you're just, mining, you're, you're, you're borrowing uh, a sample of the ideal client's, uh, you know, words there. So yeah, so I would say, yeah, think about what problem do you solve and, and try copy mining. Those are two awesome, fantastic points. I love that. There's so much that you can learn about your audience and yourself when you're kind of journaling out really what you're what you said. Mm -hmm. What is the what is the problem that you solve? Mm -hmm. And then I love that point of and I love the term copy mining. That's awesome. <laughs> um, it's hysterical. I love it. But a lot of, you know, there's business coaches that teach people that in order to find their messaging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it's a fantastic technique. Yeah. Because it's right there. Um, yeah. It's not like you're stealing. You're not taking the entire review and you're exposing the person. You're just taking a little fragment of what they said. And those words are most likely shared among everyone else who has the same issue. So, um, so yeah. And I, I learned this from one business coach. And uh, there was, I think, the original article that was sent to me about copy mining talked about how um, this one advertising agency was able to take this one little snippet of someone's review, this little like like a three a three word thing um, that anyone could have said, and um, and they put on a poster board and their conversion rates, as in you know the the number of buyers or the number of subscribers that they had went up by you know. A, a few dozen percentage. It was uh, quite a difference because the audience was able to look at it and say, "Oh my gosh, that was meant for me. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> yeah. That helped me." So it it makes such a world difference of when you know the power of your words and when you use the right words. Yeah, so so important. So how can people find you? How? What do I? We have your email and we have your website. Here's your website. So this is how people can get to you, correct? Yes. Yes. So, um, so my website is untoldstoryenterprises.com, and you can also email me at emi at emilancy.com. I am going between domains at the moment. <laughs> so for us, for now, it's emi at emilancy.com for my email, and my website is untoldstoryenterprises.com. What will people find on your website so they know what, what they might experience? Uh, when people go to my website, they're going to see uh, what they can hire me for. What, when you go to my website, they're going to see um, my core values because I, I definitely wanted to make sure that everyone knew um, what, is, what is the backbone of every business decision I ever make when whether I work with a client or I don't work with a client you're gonna see my core values you'll see my story you'll see um, what you can hire me for and uh, you know really my website is one giant writing sample <laughs> so you know if you want an example of my writing it's right there and then I have more personalized writing samples that um, that I can share with any of your audience um, that I can share privately because um, because some of it is just, um, they're just website links. <laughs> and some of it is just in awesome, though. Mm -hmm. I you. love that you're saying it's an, it's an example of your writing style. That's a and, and you know, the, again, for newbies that are in business that just need to throw up a landing page or something, take a look at Amy's website and just kind of, don't copy her words, but <laughs> you can get the idea of what needs to be said just on that front page at, about you, about what you sell, programs, services, whatever it is, and how they can connect and reach out to you and buy your products. And that's all you need. But what a great opportunity for people to be able to jump on your website, take a look and understand the important pieces that need to be there. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It all incorporates together. Alignment. Alignment, really. <laughs> it is alignment. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on here. We still have a few minutes, but I want to share. You were one of the ladies that I had mentioned in the beginning of this that you're in my virtual summit. Mm -hmm. And what I love about that is that we deep dive into women overcoming obstacles, negative limiting beliefs, and all these different things that you there's there's light at the end of the tunnel and you can be on the other side of it. And you share your personal story and it's I love your story. It's amazing. People absolutely should read this because of who you are today from what you experienced as a child is just amazing. And I love and it's almost ironic in a sense of what you do today from what, what you, how you were as a child, and I love it. We'll just say that you were shy and let the readers go from there. But this book is coming out soon. There was a minor delay, 
but we will be launching it. Here's the cover of it. It's Goddesses Among Us because all your sisters, aunts, mothers, granddaughters, friends, all are goddesses. They're stepping into their truth and, and being in their power. And I just want to thank you for being a part of that. People can read your story. They can reach out to you on untoldstoryenterprises.com. And they can email you at, again, it's amy at amylancy.com. Right? Yes. It's been an honor, Kimberly, to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of all these different projects. It's so much fun. And um, I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Oh, my gosh. Yay. <laughs> and we had to put the retreat on hold because of all the things that are going on that in this world that we live in right now, but do watch for that as well. We will be doing the Unleash Your Inner Goddess retreat, yes. women's retreat, um, probably springtime we're thinking, but we'll see. It'll definitely depend. But if any of you are watching this show on a replay or later on, and you're watching it from facebook.com slash Aphrodite Enterprises Inc., you can still comment and ask questions. Just tag myself or Amy, and we will come back through and answer your questions. So you can still be in communication with us that way. And I just want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And you can find me on KimberlyACoaching.com. Amy, thank you so, so, so much for being a part of the conversation today. I absolutely love your story. I get it in the book. And for everybody who wants to go read Amy's information, untoldstoryenterprises.com, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let me put that back up so people can see it. There it is. Got it. You got it. <laughs> there 